Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tonight's the night. A Republican debate. Oh, Ooh. you said a reminder no, I, I, for did. I didn't set a reminder. Yesterday on the show, I brought it up, and you're like, I don't think there is. And I'm like, no, I feel like there is. And I was right, but it, I don't know why I'm going up with my voice. I was right. <laughs> you were right. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. It's uh, CNN. You know? Okay, right. So they're the only two, because uh, as we get closer, it seems like... It's harder for people to make the debate, right? Don't you have to yeah, have so, so much money, so much percentage I, in the polls? I will ask you this. Okay. Because in the past, you'd be like, hey, it's the job. Do I have to? <laughs> what? Watch it? Yeah. Um, I would think that that is something we should watch only because I'll uh, take that as a no. People will. No, I, I probably will because I'm interested. Mm-hmm. I am interested. Like, will Chris Christie cash, like, crash this thing and walk in going, how come is it my weight? <laughs> You say it's about how much money. I am the only one speaking out. You know who should crash it is Donald Trump. It would you be know, a nice thing for him is, to show uh, up. supposedly running here and has been in lead in the polls. Um, for him to actually show up at a debate and answer some of the questions, but he likes to be in control. He I mean, doesn't want to be asked the hard questions. Let's be real. It's the smart thing to do. Just if you're that far ahead, don't do it. But it would be nice. I think a lot of people would like to hear what well, he says. Well, I don't think, I, I think most people, even when you're that far ahead, would show up and do it. He's in an entirely different situation facing a number of trials. And uh, accusations of things that he's done that would make it pretty uncomfortable to try to explain away things. For, and especially for, since some of the things he's asked could possibly be used against him in a court of law. Like, hey, why were you handling top secret documents in a bathroom? You know, that's the so then he answers that. And sure. all of a sudden, uh, prosecutors go, oh, OK. Yeah. But <laughs> either way, he won't be there. Vivek won't be there. Oh, no, Vivek. No. Um, so uh, maybe it'll just be know. DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley. Two we'll candidates in heels like America was founded on. So there's rumors. I saw rumors DeSantis might even drop out in five days. That's the big rumor. I heard. Well, he's pretty far behind. Yeah, I don't know how that. Like, it's just, it, it, I'm were, not surprised by that. Well, I was going to say you were the first person that I heard say, He's very socially awkward. I think that's the wording you use. I don't like, know if it was that. I just said he doesn't come across as being very charismatic. That's how I interpreted it, though. Yeah, and you're right. I mean, I think there is, is that disconnect. When he, look, I, that's not to say that I think there are plenty of people who may not have a charisma or maybe somewhat awkward, right, and still be able to do a job. It's just in our day and age with uh, television and sure. you know clips and, and people can take a, a moment that isn't so great and go viral with it, 
that he seems to have a lot of those moments. Yeah. And just and I, facial expressions, either, even, I, you know? I also, I've said this before, especially before the last election. Um, we don't vote based off crowd size and arenas. However, for Republicans at this point, Trump can still fill an arena, and that is the bar. And if you don't come anywhere near that, which none of the other candidates do on either side. Yeah, but Nikki Haley's getting closer. But she's not filling. I don't think that's necessary, filling an arena. I'm telling you, it's not. But if that's the comparison, like Trump has that kind of charisma. Love him or hate him. Or mostly if you hate him. I think it's almost like going to like a, a, you know, a a car accident or something. Sometimes going to those things. It's it's like, what are you going to see? It's full of loud music. It is a fascinating experience. It's very different today than it was, though, back when he was running in 2016. Either way, he won't be there unless Mm -hmm. he chooses to show up and crash it. Would they let him in? Probably. They'd welcome him in with open arms. But anyway, that's tonight on uh, on CNN, which is, I don't think. Who's moderating? Uh, Jake Tapper that and that someone. I'll, is I Dana can, Bash involved? Because she does a lot of the political stuff, but I don't who know. Who is Mon? Or is Caitlin, uh, is it Caitlin Collins? Is she yeah. going to be there? Hmm. She does a decent job. Yeah, I think she does, too. She asks tough questions no matter uh, whether, you know, what party you are with. So I think that she's uh, she'd probably be a good one there for that. Um, hmm. So I'm trying to find out who's moderating this for you because I don't know. Five seven zero eight eight three zero zero nine eight. Are you going to watch it today? Nine o'clock. Jake Tapper, Dana Bash. Dana Bash. Okay. In a town called Des Moines, no, Des Moines. <laughs> Just kidding. Just trying to keep it light. Just trying to keep it light. Yeah. All right. Well, and by the way, for anyone texting and telling me I'm bashing Trump because say, saying he, he, he fills arenas, I don't think that's bashing him at all. I have well, plenty I, think I could. I'm giving I him a lot more credit than he used to have. He certainly used to fill arenas. It's not now he can like only fill small theaters. Yeah, yeah, small theaters. That shouldn't matter. He's too busy in the courtroom right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Nikki Haley has been moving up in the. Uh, did Nikki Haley get the Judge Judy? She did get the Judge Thumb Judy endorsement. Okay. Judge Judy came out and said she's the right one for the job. And I don't know oh that, again, God. is, is she this? She is whip smart, said Judge Judy. And uh, said, I think she, I truly think she can restore America. So uh, she's got the Judge Judy vote, which, by the way, isn't Judge Judy probably the highest paid entertainer at all right I now? I believe On so. television, I believe. She's uh, 81 years old. Wow. I didn't realize that. Anyway, uh, that's a big endorsement for Nikki Haley. Can that is, move is the it? needle? Yes, I do think it is. I don't is. think it is. I think there are a lot of people who like to listen to Judge Judy. I'm not saying they don't. I feel like it's a very polarizing, comes with a lot of baggage. Well, of course. Because some people would be like, you know, you know, well, she's a tough cookie. If she can, you know, if she can impress Judge Judy, she's good for America is a statement I don't think anyone's ever made, though. <laughs> You know, I just want to wait. I don't know. Till... Oprah Winfrey weighs in, and you know she's I, like America's tacos. So I feel like it's it's uh, even of lesser importance. It's you know, Oprah know seems to connect with people more than I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you just don't like Judge a, Judy. Here, I mean, a real question. I'm kind of curious. Are there any endorsements outside of politics that you actually <laughs> pay attention to and go, well, I wasn't sure who I was going to vote for, but now that Harrison Ford has weighed in. I will be voting for blank. Does that happen? Are there people out there? I, I'm sure there's somebody. I know oh, Rush, I, I Rush Limbaugh does, used I, to look, have that, but he was kind of in that politi- politosphere. Here's the thing. Um, most people know where they stand, but you will have this gray area of people that are on the fence. Yes. And who knows what will blow them in either direction when it's like literally yeah. they're on opposite ends. 
truly on opposite ends. And yet people go, yeah. oh, no. How do you not know? I mean, make a decision. It's not like it's it's not like you have shades in between these people. They're like it's like a black and white decision. It truly is. That's yeah. how if you could, stark the contrast if is. If you could switch to a different story, I just want to see where Judge Joe Brown is weighed in here. God. And remember Doug Llewellyn from People's Court? I'm going to see what he God, says. God, I forgot about Doug, Doug Llewellyn. Doug Llewellyn supports. Are you really even? No, of course not. I just, it's, uh, it's just, it's interesting to me. You kind of know where most people stand. Every once in a while, something will surprise you. But again, I wasn't waiting on Judge Judy. I'm not well, turned off by Judge Judy saying that. I on it. No. It's, but I, it's, it tells you that's, to me, it's like slow news day. I mean, look, here we're talking about it too, because it's, look, there's, it's really the calm at this point before the storm politically, because right. we're about to really hit, we're going to hit some of these primaries, these caucuses. It's, right. it's, it's, it's about to get uh, Oh, we're going to be in the thick of it soon. Look, it's it, a scary world out there. The Washington Post has uh, a story, if you saw it yesterday, violent Political threats surge as 2024 begins, and they say haunting American democracy. Uh, So they're talking about, um, and here's just a little bit from the story again, Washington Post. Rusty Bowers, former Speaker of the Arizona House of Representatives, who played a pivotal role in resisting efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election, drove into his neighborhood east of Phoenix the day after Christmas to a spine-chilling scene. His home was surrounded by sheriff's deputies, an unknown caller, reported there was a pipe bomb inside and a woman had been murdered. It's called swatting. The incidents hear a lot about it, of yeah. swatting, a prank called to emergency services designed to draw law enforcement response. It wasn't just terrifying for him and his family. It's just one of many violent threats and acts of intimidation that have defined the lives of various government officials since the 2020 election. And they are casting a shadow over the 2024 campaign as Americans are preparing to vote. Um, didn't Jack Smith around Christmas? I thought I saw a headline that said yeah, uh, there was a call that there was that he had something had happened to his wife or whatever. And when they went there, there was nothing that had happened. There's been a bunch of these Jack Smith and Marjorie Taylor Greene said it happened to her eight times, which, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 disturbing. Well, what's scary is the, when these things were first happening that I remember hearing about them, they were happening to. Um, online gamers, people would like set them up so they could watch their stream while the police burst, like, burst yeah, into their home. Nuts. And then you'd have celebrities who'd have this happen to them. And what's scary is if they just go, oh, there's a bomb, the police will show up and go, hey, we got a report of a bomb. But if they go, someone's being held hostage, you know, hey, someone's being held hostage at gunpoint. And the police come ready to shoot sure. somebody. Somebody could get killed. And that person jumps up holding a video game controller. <laughs> right. They're going to get killed, yeah. and it could be dangerous. It's extre- extremely dangerous, and it's very concerning because uh, this has happened um, to a number of people. Uh, the main secretary of state, the Colorado Supreme Court, um, they received a surge of threats after being castigated by Donald Trump in speeches and social media uh, posts. Um, again, uh, police responding to an alleged swatting attempt just this past weekend at the home of Tanya Chutkin, the federal judge overseeing Trump's election subversion case. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland recently called the waves of threats against government workers and public servants a deeply disturbing spike. Uh, so basically what they're saying is um, some on the right have been affected. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene claims the same. Yes. But many targets do share a common attribute. They have done or said something that has earned Trump's ire. 
So he has called them out in many cases. Uh, Experts say acts of physical violence towards officials and politicians since the attack on the U.S. Capitol remain relatively rare, but they caution the possibility of harm being inflicted on public servants is already undermining the health of U.S. democracy because the intimidation risks influencing their decision making. Isn't that what they want? So we had a report yesterday. And again, this report is a mediaite which is right. a online, they claim they have audio of Roger Stone talking to a then New York Police Department police officer about killing a Democratic member of Congress. And they right. named Jerry Nadler or Eric Swalwell. And again, the guy who was the cop talking to him, not a cop anymore, has mm. not denied that this took place. And we almost have this like mob like when I say mob, I don't mean large group of people. Mob, I mean mafia right. kind of uh, like thing going on now uh, with people in the Trump circle, which is we will threaten, we will harass and intimidate. And even if if we're lucky enough that someone doesn't actually get physically harmed, they're trying to affect their decision making. Right. So that people say, I don't want to say this. If I'm in a position of power and I do something that makes this person unhappy, am I going to have threats and harassment against myself or my family. I mean, I'd be very stunned to find out anyone in the Trump circles was going after Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, but no, I, we mentioned that as an outlier, but a yeah, vast yeah, yeah. majority of these are people who have gotten his ire. So what, you know, and, and again, it's how it affects the decision making yeah. that affects the democracy. If people start to say, I'm not going to do what I feel is right. I'm going to do what keeps my family safe. Or it keeps other people from wanting to, you know, get involved. This is fascinating to me. We we're talking before about weird endorsements. Gave me an opportunity because I asked because a, we talked about the fact that Judge yeah. Judy said, I guess, gave an endorsement of sorts to uh, Nikki Haley. Yeah, what do you call? What she call it? She's the belle of the ball. What did she say? She's uh, sharp as a tack or whatever. She's Judge Judy endorsed uh, Nikki Haley. And then uh, th- I asked, we asked this question like, whose endorsement are you waiting for? And I don't think anyone was waiting for the Don Lemon endorsement. <laughs> and granted, he doesn't necessarily give an endorsement here, but Don Lemon, remember Don Lemon? Well, he got into trouble because of his condescending, misogynistic remarks about right. women no longer, in, when in he, their prime. If you remember, when he got fired from CNN, people did backflips. They hated Don Lemon, especially people on the Right. He was he was number one anti MAGA, anti Trump uh, during this TMZ interview. He was asked how he feels about a possible the possibility of Donald Trump becoming president again. You would expect him to say, I'd rather die. No, I would not. I would. I'll say that. I, I would, would think. never have expected that from him. I would have fully expected Don Lemon to say, I'd rather move out of the country about before Donald Trump became president, they asked him how he would feel about that mm-hmm. in comparison, especially to Nikki Haley. Here's what Don Lemon said. I would rather Donald Trump not to be the president of the United States again, but it's a devil, you know, in many ways. And I think that a Nikki Haley may be much more dangerous than a Donald Trump, because at least you know where Donald Trump stands on issues. And we have lived through a Donald Trump presidency. No one knows what a Nikki Haley will do, especially when it comes to the, a woman's right to choose, when it comes to racism in this country, and when it comes to supporting someone who inspired an insurrection in this country. So 
I know that's going to be surprising for people to hear, but that is the my God's honest truth. Yeah. At this point. He is getting ready to launch a new Twitter show. Yes, I think that's pretty much what this is all about here. This, because I, that is, as someone who feels strongly about not wanting another Donald Trump presidency, everything he just said, I absolutely disagree with. Yeah, what's interesting about this is, though, for what he what he's about to say here, so in his mind, I'm not going to argue the point, in his mind, he's saying, look, there was an insurrection, and he's judging Nikki Haley for supporting mm-hmm. Donald Trump, who I guess Donald, he would think is the one who started it. So he's saying, it I couldn't... make sense how he's yeah, holding so. her to account for supporting it, but not the guy to account for actually doing it. To take an extreme example, it'd be like, that person is the murderer, but you think they're an okay person? I can't support you. Yeah, I support the murderer. He just wants attention. I'm not saying Trump's show. a murderer. Well, yeah, but it's it's interesting there. And then it was interesting yesterday, too. It's a, you think I think politics... And, all of this stuff. I've said politics is like sports. That's pretty commonly uh, said nowadays. Politics is really pro wrestling. And this is Don Lemon turning into a, well, he's going from good guy to bad guy from one team to the other. He's becoming more open-minded. He's willing to listen. I think this is that political, he seems apparently, he's not, he's not trashing, Don, he's not trashing. Well, look, I watched his show in the past. I liked him better when he was on at night at CNN. Yeah. I do think he was uh, good at questioning people. And, um, and I'm just thinking that yeah. at this point, he knows he's going to try this show. He's trying to gain attention to get people to tune in to this new show. So, I well, think that's what this jokes is all on about. Don Lemon because I won't be. Yeah, you just did it. You just gave him free publicity. Well, I gave him free publicity, <laughs> but I think it's just because it's so shocking. Right, makes you wonder what's real and what's not anymore with people. Where are their I real opinions? I, I don't. I don't know about that. Again, I it's hard question to tell. the motives. Is what it is. Sure, Nancy and Jason and Brian Hughes, not Paula. She's still retired. Hey, Paul, if you're listening, I'm sure she's <laughs> no. not, but Johnny Lucas is here. And, yeah. uh, so we're back. Yeah. It's uh, January the 10th, 735. We have oh, 38 degrees. The temp has dropped a little since we first got on the air. Cloudy skies. Uh, we do have a wind advisory in effect from 9 o'clock in the, this morning until 7 this evening. We're going to talk to Snedeker about 10 minutes from now, okay? Get an update on this uh, forecast for the rest of the day. And then what about Friday into Saturday? And it's going to get colder looking into uh, the end of the weekend, or what we should actually say is the beginning of next week. Uh, We'll have details on that on the way on WILK. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was hospitalized January the 1st for complications following surgery, which he had nearly two weeks earlier to treat prostate cancer. So we have more information as to what happened. He was uh, being treated at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Um, the disclosure of the diagnosis and the cause of the hospitalization, all coming after controversy over the Pentagon's failure for days to inform the White House or the public. Okay, what happened was, I guess uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer early December. And on December 22nd, he went in for what is a routine, routine kind of uh, surgery to treat this. And he went home and then had to go back to the hospital. And uh, from what I understand, looking at the story on CNBC, they say he had a severe infection after that surgery. So uh, that was the reason why he had to go back in and be treated. So members of Congress stunned last Friday to learn from a public Pentagon statement Austin had both elective surgery and later hospitalized January 1st without them being informed at the time. Now, Biden was informed of the hospitalization on Thursday. Shortly after 
his diagnosis was publicly released on Tuesday. The Senate Armed Services Committee chairman, Jack Reed, said this lack of disclosure must never happen again, Um, which I think most people would agree with. This is not something that should ever happen. Um, the, uh, The senator from Rhode Island said he is taking responsibility for the situation, but this was a serious incident and there needs to be transparency and accountability from the department. So now the Republican-led House Armed Services Committee will open a formal inquiry into Austin's secret hospitalizations, saying they have grave concerns about the handling of your absence and hospitalization, you know, right to uh, Lloyd Austin. Um, With wars in Ukraine and Israel, the idea the White House and even your own deputy did not understand the nature of your condition is patently unacceptable. So the panel has asked for information about any medical sedation or anesthesia received last week, any orders given to inform or not inform any other person of hospitalization or medical condition, and a detailed account of his transfer of duties to Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks, because from what we understand, there was some kind of transfer of duties that happened. And uh, How hard is it to call in sick? I mean, it sounds like he did. He did not call in sick, but he notified one person at least, and I'm sure that person told. It just caught the administration higher up well, by you, surprise. You, it, look. They said they didn't know about send it. Send a message to someone or Correct. call, have somebody call and say, look, I've had this diagnosis. I'm getting this treatment done on this date. And then when, as soon as you have to go back to the hospital, um, yeah, let them know what's going on. But at the same time, I, I think I've seen this thought process of like, boy, it's like, what are they hiding? No, I I just think they aren't communicating and they need to be better than that. We all need to be better than that or we get called out by our own bosses. Well, I think the administration talked about it as soon as it happened and let it out to the public. But the fact that they didn't know at the time that department didn't do it. That is a huge question. Right. Why you would not disclose it. Um, The White House press secretary yesterday said the president maintains complete confidence in his defense secretary. Um, He is no longer in the ICU, by the way, but Austin does remain at Walter Reed. So on Tuesday, the chief of staff for President Biden sent a memo to all members of the president's cabinet, which includes Austin, notifying them the White House is conducting a review of protocols by departments for the delegation of authority by cabinet members. So all of them must instruct their agencies to submit their existing protocols to the White House. So they're saying, I need to know what your protocols are. So they're trying to, I guess, get a handle on the situation so that this doesn't happen again. So any, it just makes sense. It should not happen. Um, look, if he's a very private person and he just thought, look, this is a just happens to short be a very term much and I'm not going, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm private. I don't want to tell everybody about my situation. Um, there are certain jobs like this one where that doesn't matter, where you're an open book and we need to know what's going on. Yeah, but, you know, I would expect this type of problem to happen at a place like, I don't know, here. Someone doesn't communicate. Oh, I called this person. Yeah, well, this is a totally different. This is a no brainer. Right. Like it's, it, I expect that type of stuff to happen at everyday jobs, right. not this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird that not everyone was in some sort of email. Hey, right. uh, Lloyd is in the hospital. Well, even if so you, you don't know. want to disclose it, which I think you should anyway in that job, at yeah. least tell them that you're in the hospital. You're getting surgery. Joe bumped his head in the snow and he thinks it's December. It's the morning news. Joe Snedeker, what's up? Are you okay? Listen to this song. It's awesome. Keep it going there, Johnny Lucas. I'm too much. 
Ba-da-da-da. I like when the other one goes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 little heat misers. Mm. Yeah, I forgot about the little heat miser. Yeah, remember them? <laughs> They were so cute, so cute. Yeah, I yeah. love it. It's great, great. So one of the greatest songs from a Christmas show ever, right? And it was so rem- so I memorable. So. I do have to ask this question, kind of, sort of again. Um, I'll ask it in a different way. Why now? Yeah, what's this all about? Uh, I had them on my weather map. That's all. Oh, it was, uh, why? Because it's I did warm. A, I did a, I did a, I did a semi. Um, I don't want to say scientific look into the past. I say si- semi because. I chose the 10 years before 1964 and the 10 years before now. So I did 1955 to 1964, those 10 years, and then I counted um, the 10 years before 19, or 20, um, 2015 to 2024. 10 years then, 10 years now. And I counted the number of days it got into the single digits or colder in January. In those 10 years. And it's an amazing difference. It was um, nearly 80 times then and 39 now in the 10 years. That's wild. Temperatures got below 10 degrees. So I say it's semi-scientific because, you know, I'd have to really look at all of the dates from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and compare them versus the last 10 years. So I don't know if that was an anomaly or it was just a trend, but it's likely linked to our change in climate and warmer temperatures now. We don't get as cold now as we did in the past, and that is a fact. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's yeah, we, an example. Right? We talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago. I mentioned it <laughs> earlier this morning with Nancy. Was like, I said, when I was a kid, I remember it being bitterly cold, like our, our skin hurt. And I just kind of... I kind of uh, and, not, and when I remember snow, like a lot of snow. A lot of snow and just the bitter cold wind. And I just kind of knocked, you know, chalked it up to maybe I just dressed like an idiot because I was a child. Now I know how to keep warm. <laughs> and we kind of all agreed. Oh, yeah, probably was it. But this has this different information a little bit. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the planet is warming. And uh, that's, uh, you know, factual information there. But, you know, next week it's going to get a little colder. I mean, we're almost halfway through January, and we still have not had – uh, that we all know that brutal northwest wind with snow squalls and wind chill factors. The weather people always announce ten below zero, and even the Great Lakes have not frozen over as much as they normally do. So it's been mild so far, and uh, we see a trend. You'll hear about this in World News. It's going to get cold in the Midwest. There's a big jet stream dip after next weekend, and we're going to be close to it, but not in it. So we'll probably be back to the 20s for highs by like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Colder, but not cold. But did you guys know last night at midnight it was in the 50s? No, I didn't know that. Should have called me. (laughs) (laughs) It was that warm. Really? Yeah, so yesterday is going to go down in the books as a high of 56, but yet most of the day yesterday, it was in the 40s with just raw rain, even 30s. So that rain ended. The temperatures have been dropping ever since. We're close to uh, 40 now. It'll be in the upper 30s to near 40 today. One to three inches of rain fell. Most areas did okay with the drainage, and we should be fine. The watches and warnings have expired. So for today, kind of cloudy, passing rain or snow shower, that's it. Same thing tomorrow, kind of cloudy, up near 40, maybe a passing snow shower. Friday, morning looks dry, afternoon looks dry, evening Maybe a brief period of snow, but it's going to go quickly to rain. Friday night rain, 
Saturday morning rain. The rain should be done by the time most people crawl out of bed on Saturday. So Saturday will be almost exactly like today. Morning rain, warmer temperatures in the morning, and then chilling off in the afternoon to the 30s on Saturday, a little breezy. And then, like I said, it starts getting colder Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, a lot of 20 degree, 20 to 30 degree high temperatures, which is cold, but not brutal cold like Cold Miser, which is actually his name was Snow Miser. It was Snow Miser, not Freeze Miser. Yep. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. And it's, and it's funny how anyone of a certain age knows what we're talking about. Heat Miser, Cold Miser, and anyone in that certain age group, when you were homesick, you also watched The Price is Right. Are you with me? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is it Johnny Lucas who never watched and it? And the Whammy Show. No whammies. Oh, no whammies. Bit of that too, Press yeah. your luck, right? Yeah. Stop. Oh, no. I lost it all. Well, yeah, Mary. Then the, there was yeah. a whole world where you just woke up on Saturday morning yeah. and that was your cartoons. You didn't have cartoons outside of that. So, whole different But it's one. funny how Bob Barker gives us a warm, cuddly feeling because we didn't have the Cartoon Network or the internet and you either watch soap operas or The Price is Right, and that was entertainment back right. then, and now it gives us it gives us these warm feelings. It's amazing. Yeah, well, I right? think the warm feeling for the boys watching were the women running down to the front when they get called on. <laughs> is that they, what they it was? Jumping no, up and down. not at all, Nancy. That's <laughs> disgusting. I will say this. We all, do we all agree that when you meet somebody who is like in that age range, because I'm the same as you guys, a little bit younger, you get somebody who's like, no, never watched it. Like, were you homesick? Yeah, I watched other stuff. You ask him, like, were you a hostage? Did you, did you not have television? <laughs> yeah, like, what I happened? Know, well, right? Why? What was I don't wrong? Know. I think if today my daughter saw that and he was like, Barker's Beauties, she'd be like, what? Remember Barker's Beauties? Yeah, they'd be. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't say you can't say that oh, anymore. God. And there's guys doing it now, too, right? I think they have males and females. I haven't uh, seen uh, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, God. All right. We'll talk later. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12th precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We were just talking to Seneca about the forecast. He played uh, the Heat Miser song uh, talking about his unscientific but somewhat quasi-scientific sure. uh, poll of how many uh, days that were cold and he had specific numbers right. and how many fewer days of that cold there are in the last 10 years than the prior 10 years. But anyway, um, to kind of ride on that one, um, looking at a story here, last year was the hottest year in 173 years of recorded measurements, according to scientists from the European Union's Copernicus Climate Change Service. 
uh, the rise in global average temperatures in 2023 was just shy of the one and a half degree Celsius limit set in the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement. The year 2023 saw global average temperatures of 14.98 degrees Celsius, and that's 0.6 degrees warmer than the last 30 years. Uh, 1.48 degrees warmer than the pre-industrial average. That's 1850 to the years 1900. Uh, Each day during 2023 was at least one degree warmer than the day's average during the pre-industrial period. So anyway, um, we're going to be getting more information from our own NASA and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, Berkeley Earth, also uh, going to be releasing their 2023 uh, numbers uh, this week as well. So uh, scientists have attributed the global warming trend observed since the mid 20th century to the human expansion of the greenhouse effect, warming that results when the atmosphere traps heat radiating from Earth toward space. Life on Earth depends on energy from the sun. About half the light energy reaching Earth's atmosphere passes through the air and clouds to the surface where it is absorbed and radiated in the form of infrared heat. So there's a whole science to this thing. But human activity is the cause of increased greenhouse gas concentrations. Things like burning of fossil fuels like coal and oil, increasing the concentration of atmospheric carbon dioxide. And uh, it's a problem. But it's the kind of problem that people go, oh, how many years down does this cause a problem? They keep and pushing it out. Push so, it off, yeah. You know, it's very easy to just go, oh, well, that's someone else's problem when really we should take responsibility for what's happening now for our kids and our grandkids. The good, the good news is for your own uh, sanity. And we see this everywhere. If uh, you hear something that's kind of frightening, it's like the reverse WebMD thing. We shouldn't Google your symptoms ever. Uh, when it comes to things like this, if you don't like it, find uh, something that says otherwise. You, you can. And then it's. That's terrible. That's no. not. No. True scientists who do true studies. I'm not saying, I'm saying just to every people. They are overwhelmingly supportive of this. So when you see the one person out of, I'd say a hundred, if even maybe it's more like a half a person per 100 scientists who may say that. And then you see them on a TV talking about against it to the one who's talking about it. And you go, oh, the consensus must be 50-50. It truly is not. It would be more representative if they put 99 on one side and put one on the other. Nancy, does anyone ever find the needle in the haystack? Uh, Yes, they do. Does that mean it's not a needle? Of course not. It is a needle. Mm-hmm. Case made. That's arguments like that float around the world right now. I'm going to bring up something here um, that do. is completely, yes. probably not controversial. I think it's interesting. And I just want to throw it out there because when I saw it, I thought, wow, this is interesting. I'll make it controversial. I don't know what it is, but I'll Airbags do for elderly people. Not in cars. To wear. To wear. I think I saw this. Did you see this story? I saw one with a motorcycle, too, and it's really fascinating. This is wild. Wearable airbags deploy in milliseconds to protect the elderly from falls. This is a Chinese startup company that has developed a uniquely helpful gadget. They basically looked at the car airbag, and they have created inflatable vests and belts, which would protect a senior when they fall. So this is, a, they actually said uh, they had it happen in their family, and they said, we wanted to look into this. Um, they discovered 
about 400 million people over the age of 65 experience injuries from falling. Of that number, 32,000 people die from fall injuries every year. So they wanted to find something and brought their idea to life. It's a vest that protects the head, shoulders, back, and hips. And they worked on an algorithm predicting whether a sudden movement will result in a fall. And that promises to deploy the airbags within milliseconds. Now, the question is putting it on, right? (laughs) Getting people to put it on. Uh, But anyway, it's just a really wild thing. If you get a chance, uh, look it up. Airbags for the elderly. Would you get this? Would you want this? device i've watched the videos of this and it is really interesting at first i thought it was kind of a joke because it's the test is weird because it's not a natural fall so you see these people wearing these and they just kind of go like hi and they fall over slowly and it works but there's already uh, stuff out there for motorcycle riders right but this is for just people walking around yeah and i mean if if the uh, elderly use is like the motorcycle use they won't wear them so we'll see wonder if they would expensive Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 